Welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly podcast of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and remind you to think deterrence. The views of the hosts are their own. Hey everybody, this is Adam Lowther, and I'll be with you for this episode of Nuclear Knowledge. Now, if you remember back to the very first episode, we talked about the definition of deterrence and what deterrence is. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about deterrence again, but I want to ask you, what is deterrence all about? Well, to answer that question, I want to give you seven points. First, deterrence is about information advantage. So what do I mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple. Deterrence, if you recall from episode number one, is all about achieving an effect in the mind of an adversary. And you have to do that by having information superiority and creating information advantage and creating an effect in his mind to where your adversary thinks that the risk far outweigh the rewards. That's part of what deterrence is about. It's also about averting existential attack. So as we talk about strategic nuclear deterrence, we're talking about averting an existential attack against the United States. Through this application of deterrence and through the application of the triad of ballistic missiles, bombers, and ballistic missile submarines, we convince the adversary not to attack the United States and pose an existential threat. So that's point number two. Point number three is that Deterrence, particularly nuclear deterrence, is all about averting a major war. So not only do we avert an attack by the Russians or the Chinese against the United States homeland, we also reduce and eliminate the prospects for great power war. So if you think to World War I and World War II, those were great power wars. And we lost about 100 million people from those wars. 100 million deaths. That's a lot from great power war. Well, because of nuclear weapons, we haven't fought a great power war in over 70 years. Why? Because the adversaries we would likely fight those wars against have nuclear weapons, and we have nuclear weapons. And so, therefore... The kinds of conflicts, if you take World War I, where Germany was pulled into war because of the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, and then allies like the British, the French, the Russians all were pulled in, that doesn't happen. Those kinds of wars don't happen because we're much more careful and we're constrained because we want to avoid those great power wars. World War II was, was a similar one, where alliances... Uh, brought powers together and led to the conflagration that ultimately became World War II. So we're averting those wars. Number four, deterrence and nuclear weapons are about escalation control. 
So we're very careful to control escalation because when a terrorist act or when an insurgency or one of these smaller scale conflicts occurs, we're very careful not to allow the conflict to escalate to a point that nuclear powers are brought together to fight a conflict that ultimately leads to nuclear war. So if you take the Vietnam conflict as a great example, the United States and Russia and China as well were very careful never to come into direct conflict with each other because they didn't want that that inadvertent uh, conflict to become a nuclear conflict. The war in Afghanistan uh, in 1979 and through the 80s, that was another example where the United States supported on the side but made sure it never came into direct conflict with the Soviet Union. So it promotes escalation control. Fifth, it's about assurance. Deterrence, particularly nuclear, is about assurance, where we assure our allies that we will defend them, that we will maintain the nuclear umbrella such that our our allies, who in the case of Germany, South Korea, Japan, and others, can feel safe that they don't need to develop their own nuclear weapons capabilities to try to deter Russia in Europe or China in Asia. Six, it's about maintaining a beneficial status quo. The United States is a status quo nation. We have essentially developed the international system as it is, and we want to keep it that way. So therefore, We want to use deterrence to deter an adversary, the Russians or the Chinese primarily, from seeking to change the status quo in the international system through violence, great power wars, or the use of nuclear weapons. So that's one thing that they do as well. And then finally, it's about imposing cost, denying benefits, and encouraging restraint. We make the cost of changing the status quo high. We deny the benefits of changing the status quo, nuclear war. And then we encourage restraint. So if you think about what deterrence is all about, there's seven reasons. Thanks for joining me on this episode of nuclear knowledge.